But that 120 girl was crazy. Yo, your face in that video is hilarious, bro. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I thought about it, I was like, I should just steal that mic back. <laughs> no, 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 your reaction was perfect. Is it, is it okay to drive uh, your car with a flat? Uh, how bad is the flat? Um, pretty bad. <laughs> it's like 13 PSI or 10 PSI. Is it like when you look outside, it's outside of the tire, it's flat? Yeah. Probably a bad idea. Just call Geico or AAA or whatever insurance company. They'll change your tire for you if you don't want to do it yourself. Is, is it a bad idea? Yeah, you don't want to damage the rim. And then you got to buy a new rim. Unless you can find, unless there's a gas station near you where you can inflate it, see if it can hold some pressure so enough to get you home. Or use the fix a flat tire kit that's in the back of your car. Mm, I was just going to go to go replace a tire because I just bought these. Maybe it's not sealed on the bead properly. Because I don't imagine, unless you hit a nail or something, did you hit any bumps or I doubt? Nah, um, I actually uh, filled it up twice and it, it kept, you know, Air, just keep going now, so it's a puncture for sure. I'm, I'm about to fill it up right now, actually. Okay, yeah, do that. How far are you from home? Like, uh, seven minutes. Okay. You don't have a spare or fix a flat kit? I do have both, but, um, why do that when I can just, I have a warranty on these tires, I could just replace them tomorrow. Give me, like, three minutes, I'm gonna fill it up. Yeah, maybe this could be a PSA for all you listeners. If you notice your tire pressure... Definitely under 25, probably check it. Um, typically the average tire pressure for your standard car is at 32 PSI for all four tires. Certain cars might have differences. You can find what the pressure should be for your car inside the door jam. So if you open the front door, there's gonna be a sticker, maybe somewhere on, on that side, on the edge of the door, either on the door itself or where the door meets the car. There's gonna be a sticker that shows PSI and what each of the tires should be. The PSI typically given is the cold pressure. So what it's, what the pressure should be with a cold tire. Uh, and as you drive the car, the pressure is gonna increase, but you're supposed to measure it when it's cold. If you don't have a pump, all right, so if you ever get stranded and you just need to inflate your car, look for a bicycle pump. They use the same Schroeder valves. Um, you're just gonna have to basically, 30 PSI is way, way less than what a typical bike tire is at. Uh, or a road tire is usually at around 100, 110 PSI. So bike tire, bike um, inflators, bike pumps can pump your tires. Now you're gonna have to do a lot because it's a lot of volume that you have to basically add into the tire with a tiny pump that wasn't made for it, but it'll still work. It's just connect the connector and it'll work. And then you can at least use that. So a hack, if you want to have something in your car that can inflate your tires just put a bicycle pump in the trunk if you do that you don't need uh, one of those electronic inflator things or if you keep your bike pump in your garage then you could always just check your tire pressures every few weeks or so especially when the seasons change see if you need to add air or even remove air when it gets warm and they're over inflated but it's also important to have your tires properly inflated, even if it's like lower than what is recommended. It's still better to have it at where it's recommended because one, it'll improve your gas mileage. Two, reduce the likelihood of punctures because it's folding rubber basically when it's 
semi-inflated when it's not inflated to full capacity and also reduces tire wear three also reduces tire wear because you'll have even contact on the ground if it's over inflated it's going to be sort of like smaller contact patch on the ground if it's under inflated then you're going to have the edges of the tire contacting the ground a lot of friction in the, the walls of the tire so just a little bit to know about car maintenance isn't hard you should be able to do it you should also be able to change the tire in your car like at least not change the tire i think when people say change the tire what they mean is change the wheel where you have a spare wheel with a tire on it but the actual to actually change the tire like take it to a tire shop obviously put new rubber on there and then balance it all it's not as simple as you'd think i've done this for a motorcycle wheel and it's a pain in the ass that's the one thing i wouldn't recommend doing yourself even if you are a gearhead and you like to like to work on cars. Putting tires on rims is a pain in the ass if you don't have the right tools. And then you gotta use tire levers and everything. It's a pain in the ass. And I did it with a motorcycle tire. Imagine doing it with a full-size auto tire. Crazy. I, I wouldn't recommend that, but aside from that, yeah. Car maintenance. Other things you might wanna know, just emergencies. When you do change your tire, don't over-tighten the nuts, the, the lug nuts. I happened to do that once and it, basically sheared off eventually and i had a wheel come off of my car luckily i was low speed i was on my way to work and i was literally a block away from work when i could hear a rattling coming from one of my tires i pull into the nearest driveway and as soon as i turned my car into, to get into a parking spot my front left wheel fell off turns out like it's one of the lug nuts i over tightened which then failed which then put more stress on the remaining four lug nuts, which then each started to fail until there wasn't enough and the rest of them failed and then had them sheared off. It's crazy. It could have been all bad. So that's what a torque wrench is for. It tells you exactly how tight your nuts, <laughs> how tight your nuts should be. <laughs> oh, pun intended. But yeah, you want to make sure you don't tighten them too much. And then this you can get in the repair manual and you could look that up. You could Google it, find it. And Torque wrench. I always thought that there could be a device, so you could have a portable torque wrench, but I haven't gotten around to making it yet. Making it yet, but that'd be cool. Also, if you have any questions about cars or working on your cars or whatever, I've done a bit of auto work. I've obviously done the basic stuff like oil changes, tires rotated, tires changed, sensors replaced. But I've also done a complete brake job, um, so replacing calipers, putting on parking brakes, re replacing parking brake cables, flushing and bleeding brakes, and putting on new rotors, all that, done it before. Same thing, done a lot of work on motorcycles too, but all things, I think it's worth knowing at least the basic mechanics of your car, so that when you go, not that you have to work on your car all the time, I don't think you have to, it's probably not worth it for a lot of you out there, but just knowing how your car works and just understanding enough that if you really needed to, you could fix it yourself, will save you a lot of money when you take it to an auto shop or a car mechanic because you know they can't snow you on the price because you know how long it should take you to do the job. You know what the parts should cost because you could Google it and you could figure out what an estimate for your repair could be. Like a good example is this is my older brother, our older brother had his window stuck his, his driver's side window was stuck and it was stuck down like halfway down and obviously that's a problem a safety concern because it gives anyone access to the car 
and so you can't keep any valuables in this car and also if it rains then water's going to get in so you can't really drive it all this stuff blah 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 and he goes to toyota to get it fixed and they're like yeah you know there's damage to the regulator the window regulator and you know like we're gonna have to take the door do all this work and it's gonna take a while and it's gonna cost about two thousand bucks and he's like ah oh, fuck two thousand dollars is a lot a lot just to fix a window and then i was like you know what let me take a look at it because <laughs> i've done a little bit of work on windows before take a look at it turns out this was a door that had been repaired before so there happened to have been damage to the previous regulator the 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 mechanism for the window and what had happened is the replaced mechanics of it what had shifted and it shifted well some of the bolts that were holding it in place have were either not installed properly weren't installed or fell off and so all it needed to do was put back on but because it was displaced it actually caused one of the wires to the window motor to fray and so what the main problem was because it wasn't fixed inside the window inside the door um, the wire frayed which disconnected the motor from the electrical in the car which means now the buttons don't work and so all you had to do was resolder reconnect that wire and it worked again and i tested it out myself it worked i was like all right so i just need to fix this thing inside there and all it needed was two bolts two to three two bolts from home depot that cost about four bucks in total um, to replace the ones that were missing in there or were never installed when it was replaced. Resoldered the wire, plugged it in, fixed for under five bucks. And he was prepared to pay 2000 It's crazy. Shit's fucking robbery, guys. Be careful out there. Be careful. That's my story on car repair. <laughs> you inflated your tire below? Uh, so both two of my tires are fucked. Two? Yeah. So you can't drive or? I have a repair kit or the sealant. Uh, I'm trying to use that. Um, I'm reading the instruction. Okay. So it says, read all instructions for this place, red sticker on pillar. I don't know what that means. Red connector onto valve. Place kit flat on the ground. Okay. Plug adapter to 12 volts. I already did that. To fix flat. Turn knob repair. Switch power on. Fill to play car pressure. Filling. May take 7 to 10 minutes. Turn power, switch off. Check tire pressure. If unable to reach play car pressure, call outside assistant. Hey, I'm going to try this out. You ever use a tire repair kit? No, I've never used one. I'm just, I'm just like leaving it on for like 7 minutes, like you said. Okay. How is both? I don't get it either. Because like the other sides are fine. Is it only on one side? Yeah. The left or the right? The... So the driver's side. Both on the driver's side are bad. Uh, the backs are, the right side are good though. How's that possible? I had no idea. Uh, I gave up, bro. That shit not working. I'm just going to try to make it home. Okay, this is going to be an exciting podcast episode then. Will Bilal make it or not? Damn, Do you have I car insurance? <laughs> Do you have uh, car insurance? I have, I have commercial and... Uh, Personal? So, yeah, progress- I have progressive. Okay. Do you have that... Um, roadside assistance? I don't think so. Mm. Maybe. I'm paying 187 so I hope I do. <laughs> yeah, sounds like you should. All right, just, seven minutes, huh? Yeah, I'm just going to Is, is it hard to drive? No, it's pretty easy. Okay. It's just so, look. Okay. Well, I, I just know one of them is 10 uh, APSI, the other one is like 
is going down to like 20. I thought I had everything I need to repair a tire or replace a tire. I have a spare tire, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't have the wrench. Oh, you don't? No. Nah. All right. All right. Just take it slow. No hard turns. Yeah. This isn't an F1 car, so relax with the brakes. Yeah, I'm Lewis Hamilton in this place. Yeah, extra pressure. <laughs> extra pressure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like that one race. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with the flat tire. Race, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, finish the race with three wheels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm doing it in two wheels. Yeah. I'm making a left turn. It's, it's hard on the tires right now. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Or you could do that I mean, thing they do in Saudi Arabia where they can drive the car on two wheels. Uh, yeah, that's tired. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be dope. But then how do I land the car? It's going to fuck up the roads real bad. Nah, just in the parking spot. Yeah, plus it's, if it's your work vehicle, definitely don't want to mess it up for sure. Or I could, I could do it, um, I land on the grass. So it's softer. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, this is crazy. Let's see if I make it home, guys. Uh, what do you think of the... I've been looking at the videos, the street interviews. Bro, everybody loves the girl one. You sure? Yeah, look at the views. It's skyrocketing. With the girls? Um, yeah, let's see. I ha- actually have the metrics right here in front of me. Uh, yeah, it's kind of fucked up, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> All right, so for the listeners, we posted a few shorts uh, of street interviews. These are YouTube shorts. I could look at TikTok after, but let's see. These are recent. There aren't a lot. I don't know if we can say for sure that there's a pattern here, but definitely it looks like there's one starting. But like we had two videos with girls. Um, One of them did 5,000 views on YouTube. The other did 2,000 views on YouTube. But then the one with guys did 140 and uh, 370 views. Like, yeah. I mean, this is the bias guys have inside them. They care what girls think too much. Yeah. It blows my mind. I don't get it. It's like, what is she going to... I don't know, man. Guys just like looking at pretty shit, I guess. It's like, you you know what I'm thinking? These men deserve to get rolled by these women. It's like, we're trying to save you from yourselves. You guys giving them the attention that they haven't earned just because they're a pretty face. They're not sucking your dick. They're not playing with your balls. They're not fixing you a plate of food. Why are you get? I don't get it, bro. I don't get I it. See- I see why, uh, like, all the content creators are going after women now. You you understand it now? Yeah. It's a cheat code. Yeah. Which is, like, if you can't... Here's the thing. A lot of these guys, they're going... They go for the girls too early, I think. It's like, yeah, it's definitely a cheat code that'll catapult you up. But if your content isn't even good enough by itself, like, then you sort of trap yourself into being that thing. So, like, even right now on Instagram, like... It's crazy. Let's see. The one with... No, actually, Instagram's different. Like, one of them was with uh, the musician. It's a dude, and he had... uh, His video has 1,500. But then one of the girl ones is doing 3,000 now. The other one that did 11,000, which is crazy. But the one with just the guys is... Yeah, whatever. You know what? Whatever. I don't get it. I don't get it either. Guys really be that thirsty out here, bro. Yeah. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. So does that mean we should do more girl content? I don't like doing it because it's just cheap, whatever. I mean, we'll get them on the street when we get them on the street. But I think the guys are funnier, though. They are. 
Dude, like I, I was reviewing some of the footage from the street interview we did. Like the, the couple guys. I, that's the thing for the listeners. Like when you're out in the street, it's pretty loud. So the only people who can hear the people who are being interviewed is the one who's speaking with them. Like when you're behind the camera, especially because of the lens I have, you have to stand a, a pretty far back in order to fit everyone in the shot. And so like the camera, the person behind the camera is not hearing anything. The funny thing is like all the interviews you did, I, I now get to hear what they were like now. Yeah. And vice versa. Like you're going to be surprised. Like some of the interviews, like the, what, yo, the guys I was asking questions to so were actually pretty hilarious, um, which I'm sure you didn't get a chance to hear. And so it's interesting. Yeah. And everyone's like super, obviously, give us a lot of credit and want to come and be on camera because of how cool the camera looks, which is crazy, too. It's clout, my nigga. I fucking hate clout, dude. I hate clout. I hate clout, dude. I hate this shit. It's clout, bro. Man, it pisses me off. I think it's like that's clout. No, not even that. It's like we have credibility because of the equipment. And then yeah. now they're taking us seriously. It's just like, what the fuck, man? This is bullshit. Ain't it a fuck up world? Yeah, it is. Definitely fucked up. That, that's a uh, that's, uh, social media era, bro. We'll see. Oh, I'm no. getting on a huge drop. Ooh. Careful. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, I'm home now. All right, nice. <laughs> now I got to find parking. Yeah, bro. It's uh, yeah, social media, bro. I, the more I talk to the younger generations, the more I'm just like, damn. That's crazy. The world is uh, fucked up. They're like um, always fronting, bro. Like one of the homies that's way younger than us. He's uh, always taking pictures of people's foods. Just goes out by the food, but acts like on social media that that's his food. And be like, this is fire. And he puts, uh, he asked me what my rating is on that food. I told him 7 out of 10. And he put 7 out of 10 on the fucking story. I was like, like he ate it. Yeah, like he ate it, but he hates the food. He didn't even touch it. What the fuck? Ain't that shit weird? Dude, there's so much fake shit out here, man. It's Bro, crazy. I like, and then I, I tell Fumata, uh, Fumata this, and he's like, man, I hate social media. I hate social media, you know? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, bro, this is this, this what it comes to now. Dude, I, I've been spending a lot of time on Twitter and um, just trying to grow the business account. Had some moderate success lately, but one of the things I keep seeing is a bunch of young guys flexing. This is money Twitter. They call it money Twitter. And it's like, oh, I did this, I did that, I did this. And I'm like, when you look at it a little deeper, you realize probably like half these niggas aren't even real. Yeah. And it's like, and then they're constantly like pushing the whole, I made this much money in this time. And you realize what do they all sell? either courses or agency services to help you grow, blah, 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 whatever. Like even just three, four weeks ago, uh, people were selling short form video services and everybody got in it. And so what I'm seeing is like all these young guys who are just hungry for cash, money, are jumping into whatever the hottest thing is in the moment. Mm -hmm. And they'll use like uh, AI tools or they'll use like people on Fiverr or Upwork. And so they don't even know how to do the thing, but they're selling the thing. And so then you realize it's like, okay, the thing that they deliver sucks, but they don't care. It's like, well, as long as I got the money, I got the money. Who gives a fuck? And so I'm just realizing like these fucking money, young money guys are ruining everything, anything that looks like has an opportunity. 
And it's just like, what the fuck, man? I don't, I don't get it. And then, then they move on to the next thing. They're like a, they're like a virus, you know, a cloud, a dark cloud that goes into certain things and ruins it and then goes on to the next thing. You saw this even with like the red pill stuff. Like now it's like be, becoming uncool again. People are like, oh, this is fucking cringe, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's like, this was never red pill. This was never red pill. It's like these young guys who have no experience haven't, it's like talking about like, you know, all these girls, blah, 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 tw- you know, all these hoes and trying to give advice and they barely have any life experience. And then, but they'll start a podcast. And then this is why I don't like doing the girls thing. Cause then all of them, they try to get girls on their shows and usually they can't speak well. They have nothing interesting to say. It's just hot girls. And then it's trash content and then it ruins the whole space. And so I'm just like, I don't want to be a part of that because it's like, they're just trying to get in, get quick, quick success. And it just kills the art of it, you know? I think that's what it yeah. is. And I know it's crazy to even talk about like art or culture or anything like that. Most people don't get it, but to me, I'm just like, I put effort into this stuff because I want it to be quality and I'm not gonna let it drop because this is the new thing to do, you know? So like, if we're gonna get girls, we're gonna have interesting conversations. It's not gonna just be dumb shit. Like, like I know, like even the questions, I think we have to like come up with even better questions in new and unique ways that aren't just as basic as like, all right, body count, whatever. That's cool for now, but like something that gets people thinking a little more. Because one of the nice things I think we can do with Table Moments is get smarter people. Because, um, and I've been noticing with this, with the live streams, the people I've been talking to, they're all generally smarter people. And so it, that would be a nice audience to have. I feel like the conversation is more fruitful that way. And if we ever needed to make money off of them, they have the money to spend because they have stable, good jobs. And so it's what it is. But I don't know, I've been thinking about this a lot. So it's like, how do we differentiate ourselves while still, that's why I think the street interviews could just be an element in a bigger story. So like the next time we go out on the street, we, instead we could keep it very simple. There's only three questions that we ask. We can narrow it down so we're not like having to search through our phone. And then for a bigger idea, so let's say there's an idea or something, some video that we can make as a whole like maybe story. And then we, an element of that is asking questions. And so we can keep it to three, three questions that we ask every person that we're running into. And it's like, okay, what are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts? And then you can compile it into a whole thing. And then I can work on like, make it a bigger story or something, something impactful. Cause like street interviews are cool. They're good for Instagram, social media. Cause they're just like easy to watch hella quick stuff. And you can use all these, these interviews as separate things. One, like we have, let's see, it's gotta be over 40 at this point, 30 to 40 people we, we talk to. But that 120 girl is crazy. Yo, your face in that video is hilarious, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) And you're just smiling, just like, what? I thought about it, I was like, I should just steal that mic back. <laughs> no, no, no. Your reaction was perfect. Your reaction was perfect because you don't got to fight with her. Let her do her crazy shit. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, she, she asked you, she asked you, uh, can I take this mic and just grabbed it out of your hand? <laughs> Did she ask me? 
Yeah, she asked you for a second and just took it. <laughs> She's like, can I take this? And just she fucking grabbed it out of your hand and just like, I got a body count. It's hella high. It's hella high. But I'm still whatever. And then I, and then I, I, I'm so glad I asked. I was like, how much? <laughs> did, it, did, it, did it catch in the mic? Uh, what? That, that I asked her? Yeah. Uh, barely. But her response, I could put a caption in there for me. So yeah, it's not put a, a big caption. deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, how much? <laughs> 120. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, one of the guys we caught on the street interview, um, like, back in February, he's down to come on the podcast. So I think it'd be cool if, like, I just invited him here. He's in Austin. So he's, like, down. And yeah. I can get him on camera. And then maybe even her, too, if she's down to do that, too. So it'd be cool if we could get these people to come on the podcast as well. But for the video portion and be like, all right, how'd you get into OnlyFans? It's like, oh yeah, it's like, all right. Uh, what do you mean by good pussy? You said you had good pussy. <laughs> like, how do women get good pussy? <laughs> she said that. <laughs> you know, she fucking went wild. I don't, some of this thing, I'm gonna have to censor some of this, honestly, like bleep it out or put like a sound effect or something, make it more funnier. Yeah, bro. But she's loyal though, she said. That's cat. <laughs> hilarious, bro. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I just got to get around to editing. Here's the thing, like, those of you listening, like, the whole content creation, making videos and stuff, there's always things to edit. There's always things to edit. And then if you're, like, working on anything else, it's even harder. But video looks good, though, not going to lie. <laughs> it looks really good. Got okay. the settings right and everything. I might have to reduce the, the gain on the microphones just a little more than I did, but... It's it's more than workable. This is this is good. As far as the the interviews, the the podcast sit down we did with your friends, uh, I think I might be able to make that work at least as some clips. I don't know if I can make it work as a full episode because the way the lens works, like some of us are out of focus and some of us aren't uh. because of the distance. The distance to the camera has to be the same because it's such a short focal length. I bought another lens that could help. Uh, but uh, it's not here yet. Um, but yeah, okay, okay. We're about to go to Houston this weekend. Oh yeah. Uh, Resale's out there. Uh, Opti's out there. So we're just gonna see what we're gonna do over there. Yeah, let me know how it goes in Houston. I wonder how it compares to Austin. But apparently, I was talking to the, some of the black dudes that were out there. They were telling me they came from Houston. So niggas from Houston come all the way to Austin to. Wow. Yeah, to party and shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, why? Like, cause I was confused why there's so many niggas out here. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, they why don't live party? here? They just come here to party? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, bro. I was like, that's interesting. Maybe everyone chose the wrong city? That means, that means Houston is not that lit. Damn. Yeah, I mean. The thing is, with Houston, you need, you need buy tables in order mm -hmm. to party and shit. And same thing goes with uh, Dallas. And uh, I think that's why people come all the way to Austin, because Austin, there's no table. It's just clubs or bars? Yeah, it's just bars. That's crazy. You actually have to buy tables? There's no, like, you can't just show up in the club and... Yeah, bro, it's crazy, yeah. Uh, that's just terrible, bro. Yeah, bro, so, interesting. I don't know. Austin, Austin's cool. At least that one street's cool for work to me. If I was a partier, got, I don't know. I'm not much of a partier. The loud music, the drunk people. I can see how a lot of people could really enjoy it if you're into that. This is work. 
Yeah. Opportunity. Nah, I, I find it more interesting recording videos on the street because uh, people just want to come to you, you know? So it's yeah. easier, you know? Yeah. I, I'm hoping, like, the next time you guys come, I want to I wanna get one of you guys to close on one of these girls, okay? Like, that was cool the idea. Like, get her number or you guys, or you go back to her place or something. Something. Like, because it would be an interesting play if we can make that work. What do you think most of the guys were doing behind the scenes? I don't know. They were chopping up with the the, the girls, <laughs> so and they got the Instagram and their phone numbers and shit. You know? Oh, for real? They were actually doing that? Yeah. Oh shit! Oh, perfect. That's exactly what I like to hear. That's what I want to yeah. see happen. Because uh, yeah. instead of paying these guys, we just we give them access. We're like pimps. Yeah. <laughs> Legit, legit, bro. They'll be like, "Hey, they'll go." This conversation, I've been hearing them while I'm recording you. Yeah. Uh, they'll go to these girls, be like, "Hey, y'all want to be in the video?" And they're like, uh, "I don't know." And then he, he uh, they'll be like, "Man, you could be a star." You know what I'm saying? You're gonna be out there. You're gonna have all this clout, uh, right? And then uh, you watch it, uh, and then they're like, "I don't know how to be in the video." And what they do like uh, one of the people we know. Came all closer to them. It's like this is this is how, how you gonna be? You gonna you gonna talk smooth, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I was like, that's hilarious. I'm watching him, you know, giving his game, and I'm recording you at the same time. This is funny. <laughs> yes, this is what it, dude. Like, and she yo. was feeling that shit, bro. Heavy too. She was bro. all up on it too. Yeah. Oh shit, that's good. That's good to hear. I was worried. I was like. I really want you guys to get something out of this. So yeah, I don't know. Let me know how it goes in Houston. If if it ain't Liddy there, if it, if it's kind of dull and whatever, then maybe Austin's the spot to get you guys. Yeah, Austin is Austin is an amazing spot. I ain't gonna lie, it's the best area of content. Everybody's more free too. Mm-hmm. But what about the Habishas? There, I didn't. Those I didn't see much here. I don't uh, know if there's hey, a lot of Habishas here. I just ran into a Habisha guy today. Okay. Um, in San Antonio, so uh, he we were talking, and he's like he could offer uh, commercial insurance. Um, and uh, I was like, "Oh, I do NENT. Can you do that?" He's like, "Yeah, I got you." I was like, "Oh, for sure." Oh, um, shit. Yeah, I was like, hey. "He's like, uh, you're Asian." I was like, "Yeah, and I'm Asian too." I was like, "Oh, okay." So taking me that, I said, "Interesting." <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. Funny, yeah. Um, and he started uh, continuing speaking to me. To me, I was like, uh, shit, I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this whole thing. I don't know the direction that this stuff's going to take now. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of interesting, cool ideas that would be, to, that can grow the YouTube channel. Like, remember I said the goal? The goal was, I want this to prove this out within three years, right? And then after yeah. I got that one viral video, you were like, yeah, all right, you, can't, you have to stick with this now. And I was like, yeah. well, I don't know. So now the new goal is it has to be able to make $1,000 a month by December, mm. um, which will be the three years, actually. So I was thinking, like, what are some of the ways this thing could make money? Okay. So one of the ideas I think I've talked about on the podcast before is the dating app through Instagram, since Instagram's a dating app. So here, here might be a cool video idea. We're going to start a new dating app because all the current dating apps suck. Here are the problems with it. And so I'll list the problems. I, I made a video about this, but 
basically they're not really tailored for men or women or the interest of both parties to actually match up and have like long-term companionship. They actually <clears throat> have an interest to keep people dating for a long time because that's how they keep their active users and their subscribers. And so I was like, okay, then you, on that one episode, you talked about how Instagram is sort of like a dating app. And we've asked this question on street interviews, right? Yeah. And so what if we can turn Instagram into a proper dating app? that gives you location data and demographic data. So right now you can't get those information. Like maybe they might put like, I'm from Albany or I'm from Austin, whatever, but you don't know if they're from there or if they currently live there or anything like that. So when you DM a girl, you have to have seen her in person to know that she's near you. Um, you can't just slide into random DMs and you know, if she's, she's, because they might not just, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to just run into some girl sometimes. And so the idea is like, okay, instead of just randomly sliding into DMs because she, whatever, what if you can build on top of it? And so I have all this experience with like the social media software stuff, even including Instagram. So I looked at some of the backend stuff I could do and I could pull photos, I can pull some information, user information and stuff like that. And I could also send links directly to do direct messages on on behalf of people or let other people give access to other people so they can DM you too. And so the idea is like you build on top of it. You create a matching system. Um, you pull the images directly from Instagram. So Instagram is basically your dating profile, except we pull those images and then women are, and men. Here's the thing, like what do they say the strategy should be when a man is on a dating app? When you see the, the girls, what's the best strategy? So I right on all of them. Exactly, right? Swipe right on all of them and then see what the best ones are, right? Yeah. So instead of making everyone do that, automatically it's going to assume that you'll just take whatever the best you get. So for guys, you just sign up once, it'll pull your images from Instagram, and then your profile's already built. All you have to add is your location, or we can get your geolocation from the, the software. We can actually, from the app itself, and all you would have to do is enter like your demographics, like here's my height, here's my weight, here's my, or here's my race, whatever, and done. And then that's all a guy has to do, okay? We're not gonna make you swipe right on everything. It's, cause if you're gonna swipe right on everything, it's already like default, you're just gonna take the best you can get. So let's assume that for everybody to be true. So that's all you have to do as a guy. Women make the selection. This is true when you're in person, like if you're hitting on girls or even online, women are always gonna be the ones who select men. And so we give them the opportunity to select. So women will connect their profiles. Yeah, they'll connect their profiles, we'll be able to pull images, and then they'll choose among the men who have created accounts with this app. And maybe we can limit the choice because sometimes when you give women too many choices, they're always looking for a better option. And so it could be like one dude a day or two dudes a day that they can swipe right on and then the ones that they swipe right on, those dudes get a notification saying, hey, this girl is into you. And then here's her Instagram. And here's a link directly to her DMs. And so then you can holler at the girl. And maybe we could do it a one for one. So she's only ever talking to one guy at a time instead of like multiple. But guys can talk to multiples maybe. I don't know. I haven't quite figured out how the ratio could look like. But And then basically all the messaging happens in, the, in Instagram not through the app that I'm, I could build, but through Instagram, through DMs. That's why I would call it DM dating. And basically turning Instagram into a proper, fully-fledged dating app. Now, the cool thing is, 
some guys, when they sign up, their pictures suck or they're not attractive, women aren't really feeling them. Those guys aren't gonna get any matches. And so there's something they have to fix about themselves in order to get matches to become appealing to women. And those are the guys you can make money from. You could be like, all right, your body, you're unfit. You need to put on some muscle. Here's a gym membership, affiliate link. Or it could be a mindset thing. You're a little too soft. You fuck it up when you start texting her and you come off as a little too soft. Here's a mindset course or whatever. Or with the guys who do successfully set up dates, we can, or who successfully get matches, we could be like, here are some date spots. Apparently, I've had this conversation with women on live, bro. Guys don't know how to ask girls out on dates. They're always just like, what time's good for you? Are you, you know, they're always like dancing around her instead of just saying, let's go out Friday, 8 p.m., this place. They have a hard time doing it. I don't know why guys have a hard time, but they do. And apparently a lot of women have noticed. It's like, guys don't ask me out. It's just like, guys are terrible at this. So we could be the assist. The app will tell them, it's like, hey, here's a Starbucks within driving distance of both of you. It's open late at night. Tell her, she's, let's meet up at this time, this place. And so we get maybe some association or maybe we could do a brand deal with local businesses about good date spots. And that's how we could make money from that too. And then that's, that's the app. That's the app. Mm. Um, now, the hard part is the cold start, getting people on the app, which is why I put together a sign-up page just to collect email lists of people who might be interested in, just to get, um, I put a sign-up page to get email addresses for people who might be interested in this. I got a handful of signups off the live. I actually did it on the live stream. Um, like five or something, it wasn't a lot, but um, I was thinking like, this is, could this be a way? Or like, now building an ad dating app, that's a pretty big undertaking. Like building the app is not the hard part, it's getting the users, so that's the hard part. But outside of that, it's like, what if we can figure out ways, or if I can figure out ways to make money using this audience that's useful for them, but also generates table moments revenue. And so mm. we sell interesting products or services to an audience who might be interested that are ours. So instead of doing brand deals, like a lot of podcasts or relying on views, like a lot of podcasts do, we're still small. What if we can make money directly? And so like, what are some ideas? Like the idea I came up with cookie city or whatever, like <clears throat> the reason I haven't worked on it is because I was working on software stuff, but I think it would be cool to do in Austin because it's a college town and then do cookie delivery. And we would just get cookies from HEB. Their cookies are giant, they're pretty good, and they're, they cost low enough per cookie that we can turn it into a delivery service. And then it would just be a funny idea. And then we could ask people like crumble, whatever, and all that. But I'm just thinking like, what ideas could I do that would be interesting things that could make money, but also really interesting to watch? So, yeah, I'm curious about the dating app. I like that idea. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So, listeners, I also put a DM, DM date. I, I put together a website, a sign-up. Brief description, super brief description of it. Um, I'll put it the link in the description if you guys want to sign up. I just want to collect enough emails to justify even starting to work on it. Um, and if there are enough people who are like, yeah, that sounds interesting. You know what's funny? I actually did a live stream, and one person who was watching the live stream was like, Hey, do you need a business analyst? I was like, what? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what I'm going to do with the business analyst for this app idea, but it's, I'll try. But, um, 
But yeah, a new dating app that actually serves its users instead of takes takes advantage of them. I think that'd be interesting. And then, you going to try to get funding? No. I think funding ruins the whole thing because that's the problem. All these other apps end up getting funding and then they do whatever it takes to grow, which includes the kind of bullshit all the other apps do. That's why I think it would be interesting if... But all the all the dating apps are owned by Match.com. I know, and I think that'd be even better that, like, if we're able to displace Match.com, that'd be even better. That'd be really cool. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. That's the thing. If this is going to grow, it has to be organic. And so maybe, like, like so how do you pair this with a video? It's like, um, is Instagram like a dating app? What's the worst part about dating apps? Whatever. And we ask people in the streets, like, this is a problem. You know what I hate? These fucking bots. There's a bunch of fake girls on there. Or you know what I hate? Matching with a girl and she's not actually, like, talking. She doesn't chat back or whatever. Or all that stuff. It's like, what if there was an app that um, could basically whatever could solve those problems and maybe it would have to start specifically in austin because it's easier if you do something regional first or you could start yeah with the universities oh yeah ut huh. yeah. yeah that's easy uh i think like if you're on their campus with all the vendors and all the yeah. people walk by you know like ring road mm. or well, not ring road but the outer yeah have people sign up yeah so okay, I think you can easy get you can make a deal with the fraternities and the sororities, mm. especially the sororities. Yeah. Here's what I was thinking. I wanted to take a different approach and tell me if this is stupid. But like every other app tries to get girls first because they know it's like men want women, right? And so yeah. they're like really desperate. They always start with women first, and then that that's why like these apps end up turning to shit because they're like all just appealing to women and women are the shittier users because they're the ones who are going to sign up and then not look at the app they have a ton of notifications on their phone so you gotta your app is going to be among all these other notifications and get lost in the sauce these girls sign up just for the attention and not actually serious about dating they use pictures that might be misleading and so (laughs) if you know what i mean and typically they're not the ones paying for apps they're not the ones paying for apps, but yet they appeal to them. I was thinking like, what if we built the app so that it's tailored towards men? Like you have to be a quality dude in order to be successful on it, but we can help you get there. And so like whatever your shortcomings are, like we can fix those things. It's either money, muscles, game, or mindset. Those are the big four that you need to get right. So if it's like a money thing, you just broke. This is professional development will be included as part of the app. We're trying to make sure the guys who are on the app, who are active on the app, are guys women want to be with. And so it's like, all right, yeah, my life sucks. I don't know what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. It's like, all right, here are some trades you could do. Here's some, uh, some whatever business you could start in your area that would be so we can pitch like sweaty startups or whatever. And so we can either help people make money or sell something that will help them make money. That's the money. Muscles, like a lot of guys are unfit and skinny. It's like, okay, here's an um, affiliate link to Planet Fitness or here's an affiliate link to this gym or trainer or something like that. Work with these guys. They'll get you in tip-top shape and make sure you become physically attractive. Then we can fix your profile, your Instagram profile, and you'll get more dates. So that's mm-hmm. the, the muscles. Game, a lot of guys have no game, no game. They, are, they put women on a pedestal and that's a problem. And so it's like, bro, you gotta fix this. There are plenty of guys on YouTube, especially in the red pill space who 
sell courses on this. They sell courses on mindset. There are books that you can, so it could be like an Amazon book list or something, or the mindset course, and then it's just a matter of, maybe we can even like, I don't know if I wanna get into like actually working with them one-on-one, but maybe there are people out there who would be willing to work with them one-on-one for a fee, and then we make money off of the recommendation, uh, sending them there. So we're making on affiliates or uh, lead, lead generation for that. And then frame is the mindset thing. So maybe they have like some psychological issues that are keeping them from being able to be successful with women. We can fix those and refer them to like psychologists, therapists, or even mindset guys. And so we're building the men up that they become attractive men so that then women want to be with, in which case men are the commodity. And then women want to be on this app because the men on here will be the men that you're looking for. So. So you make money from the men who aren't attractive yet, but then you also attract women because we can build them up to be those guys, which I think no other dating app is even considered to actually improve your users. It's like all these apps talk about helping you find love and companionship. It's like, and it seems to me like all these other apps are built by people who've never gone on dates before. And so it's just like, what if you could do something different here? And then the reason why I want to do it on top of Instagram is because actually building an app. So there's some structural reasons why. One, women, it's hard to get people to use a new app. So my idea is meet people where they already are. And where are young people typically, even middle-aged people, they're on Instagram already, especially women. They're already on it. So they're going to be checking their DMs. They're going to look at their notifications. They're going to see it. I don't know how many notifications the average girl gets, but I mean, we'll, I'll tackle that problem later. But meet people where they already are. And that's where the women are. Two, I don't want to have to build a giant app and do a lot of development work. I can build the front end. I can build this thing on top, but having to build a messaging system and verification and all that, I, I don't care to do it. It's, it's way too much for one person to do. So I can, I can do the top layer stuff. And then, yeah, so that's the reason why. And I think it'd be an interesting idea. If, yeah. if listeners, you guys are interested, you can go to... I'll put it in the description, but it's dmdate.card with two rs.co. And I put together a website. It's nothing but just a one field form. I put some descriptions about some of the problems with it, but I don't know. I'm just thinking like, that'd be interesting if like, hey, what was actually helped improve people's lives? I mean, it was the episode with Brizo that kind of like shifted my idea of what this could be helping people, putting people on, giving them a platform, which has been the hardest thing for even just growing this podcast. But if we can bring people on and give them a chance to say their piece, what they got going on, help them grow, but then also help the people who are watching or listening, then I think we'll have done something pretty special here outside Mm -hmm. of just like a basic ass podcast. It's not, you know, like, plus, I mean, like for us too, like if we can build an audience that's useful to other people, then it'll be useful for us too. Um, so whatever venture we're working on, or if you just need distribution, let people know what you got, what you're working on or whatever. It's as simple as coming on the podcast, having a conversation about whatever, and you get to let let people know what you're doing. It's also true for any of you listeners listening right now. If you got something going on and you want a little bit of reach, hit me up, DM any of the socials. I'll look at it and hopefully we can set you up and maybe even start doing video interviews with people. So maybe that's one day something I can do eventually. Like if this generates enough revenue, like a thousand a month, 
then I can easily use that to go fly to people or bring people to me. And we could do things like that. Because like remote interviews are cool, but I think it's way better when they're in person. And then you could do more interesting things that way. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking too big, but... Should I should I convince the uh, family to bring Jordan or like you invite Jordan? It's too late now. Really? Yeah. Why? I mean, it's gonna be there in two weeks. I don't think it's too late. Um, there's an issue with like her dog. Yeah, so put it in boarding. She got guess, a dog. Yeah, she has a dog. <laughs> Already, yeah. this ain't gonna. Did you say ill? <laughs> yeah, dog is a bit of a handful, but I guess it's gonna be my dog soon. So I guess I have a dog now. <laughs> you just uh, adopted a dog. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm about to marry a single mom. <laughs> what, are you allowed to say this? Say what? That married. Why? What's wrong with that? Allowed? Who's giving me permission? <laughs> or, like, are you trying to make it a surprise or just, you know? Oh, no, she knows. <laughs> yeah, we're not engaged, but we've been having the conversation for a long time. So it's just, uh, yeah, we're doing things weird, bro. We're doing things weird. Yeah. Yeah.